Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Toronto Real Estate Show with Janelle and Leslie. I'm Janelle Cameron. Hi there. I'm Leslie Pearson. And today we are going to talk all about the Toronto Real Estate stats for October. Welcome to the Toronto Real Estate Show with the Janelle Cameron team, the podcast that helps make your real estate dreams a reality. The Janelle Cameron team is your expert source for all things real estate in the greater Toronto area. Whether you're considering a renovation to improve your return on investment, looking at homes for the very first time, or even considering becoming an agent yourself, we've got you covered. Hey everybody, I hope you had an awesome week. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, And here we are once again with the stats. I feel like the months are flying by and that we're doing these more frequently than every (laughs) month. Doesn't it seem like that? Uh, it does seem like everything's going by quickly. Yeah. I think that happens the end of the year because you're back to school, back to, mm-hmm. you know, over vacations and uh, Thanksgiving, and then you're already Halloween, and then Christmas is like all students have reading week. Yeah. It's all, like, to me, I think Christmas is months away. Yeah. But it's not. Last night I saw my first Christmas lights on the street. Oh, I did on the weekend. I, I was know. like, are you kidding me? I died when I saw in my father's Sobeys um, advent calendars. Yeah. I think the end of September. <laughs> yes. Seriously. It's too I much. I took a picture and emailed my kids like, this is out yeah. of hand. Yeah. It out, was of, a, out of control. You have to wait till after Halloween, I feel like. To uh, I always thought that. And then recently I read an article and someone thought, you know, out of respect, it needs to be after November 11th. Mm. In my family, I've got kids who have birthdays uh, November 27th. So our hard and fast rule always was yeah. to get over the boys' birthdays. And then we talk about Christmas. Like December 1st, I like, feel. Because I also yeah. agreed that was enough time. Yeah. You know, because like come December 26th, I'm ready for that tree to get oh, the yeah, hell out oh, of Oh, yeah, me too. Like, I'm like wrapping it up. Get rid <laughs> of the plaid. We're done. <laughs> Immediately. Yeah. It's yeah. just, it's too long. Yeah, it's too long. Like, yeah. It's too much. It is too much. And I find that, you know, when kids are little, it's exciting. But when they get older, it's just nothing but a... Yeah. It's a hassle. Yeah. So (laughs) I do think that the fall leading into the winter, it does feel like on, like, speed crazy. Yeah. uh, Including looking at these stats. Looking at these stats. Um, So, yeah, we're going to talk all about them. It's... um, The numbers, I think, are kind of surprising. because like the way I feel about how the market is going and the statistical mm-hmm. numbers don't always. Yeah. Our, our, and our experience doesn't always gel with right. what the stats say. So. Yeah. Um, so how I feel is that things are just slow. Yeah. And it just feels not like prices have are dropping or anything, but just everything just seem, it feels like Christmas right now. Like where, Nobody's really that interested. Way less listings have been coming on the market, I notice. Yeah. We went from, you know, in in the downtown core, we were seeing 80 listings a day, yeah. condos. Now we're down to like 30, 40, which is a big difference. Yeah. Um, and I, th- that will continue to get less, of course, as we go along. So that's interesting. Uh, so yeah, I feel like it's been... It's slowed down like it would be in December, but yeah, no, I November. I talk about it just feeling stagnant, like kind of blah. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, um, like somebody that, do something. Yeah, that nothing's <laughs> happening. There's no, there's no urgency about anything. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Yeah, it's weird. Um, 
And, you know, like I've got, you know, different experiences for different types of housing too. But, you know, we have another listing out this week. Yeah, see, I think it's stagnant and slow, but I think that's going to go in a couple of days. It should. We'll yeah. see. So I, I, yeah. I, I'm of mixed views about things. I know. Depending on what the property is and where it is. And where it is, what, what it, it looks is. like. Yeah. Yeah. What? So how much is on the market in the area. Yeah, yeah so there's a lot to think about. I think about. that um, houses that are well priced and marketed and look really special yes. are still going quickly i think so selling well and so yeah. i think your listing will i haven't had any issues with houses just it's just the condos yeah. that have been you know and why i'm kind of go blur too is i have to say that you know when i look at you know houses um on the mls when i look at listings i have kind of the feeling of yeah like there's nothing exciting no nothing's jumping no. out off the page so i think that people with spectacular homes aren't selling mm-hmm. And people with yeah. are. And yeah. why is that? And then the lower end stuff, like, and by that, I mean, like, under maybe, like, one, one million. Like, that seems to go yeah. easily. Um, but anything kind of, you know, 1.5 and up just seems to kind of yeah. stick around. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, even in the neighborhood where I live, where things usually move no matter what like there's some stuff kicking around yeah not, not selling yeah mm-hmm. yeah one of the things i'm just going to give a a uh give us a plug because i think this is important to know we've talked about this before about whether or not your real estate agent should be an expert in one community or mm-hmm. a generalist right and i felt i feel like you could go both ways kind of depending, but yeah, you know, in my experience, if you're an expert in one neighborhood, that only works if someone's buying in one neighborhood and moving to the same neighborhood. Right. Um, but I will say as generalists, which I feel like we are mm-hmm. uh, being able to work everywhere right now has been particularly beneficial for our clients because I've had a lot of people moving out of the city selling in the city, moving out. I've had some people selling out of the city, moving in. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, for us, it's been good for business, but also I think really good for our clients. There's a lot of movement right now. It kind of reminds me of COVID where people are coming and going and going to one city and leaving another city and they're not sure where they want to be. And and I'm seeing a lot of that. I'm seeing people sell their homes and rent. I'm seeing people trade up right now. I'm seeing everything happen and yeah. it's not the same kind of usual patterns, but I think it's, it's been good for us. Yeah. I mean, I've always felt in terms of that question that the best agent is the one who's the, not a specialist in the neighborhood, but a specialist in real estate. Yeah, that's right. Cause you know, there are core, um, functions and skills and um, knowledge points that a great agent can apply to any neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So rather than a specialist in a neighborhood who isn't as strong, that's who cares then about the specialty in the neighborhood? Right. And in a time like this... Yeah, your agent's skills and knowledge and experience is what matters. Right. Because in a time like this, if that person's a specialty in 
in a neighborhood. 90% of the neighborhoods right now, it doesn't matter. Their stuff right. isn't selling. Right. So all of that hasn't done anything. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of people I see who work in my neighborhood, for example, who are used to a really strong, successful market and have no idea what to do right now right. because they've never left the four kilometer right. stretch of neighborhood right. and they don't know how to deal with what we're working in right. right now. And I think that a really strong, experienced real estate agent, if, for example, they don't have a lot of sales experience, for example, in the Kingsway, mm -hmm. they know how to get it. Yes. They know how to get the information needed to serve you well. Right. It's because not rocket Because they science. have those, you know, professional skills right. and that knowledge that they know how to get it. But so if you've only ever worked right. in the downtown right. core, then you haven't had to. You have no idea yeah. what to do or how to. So yeah, it, it's Whether it's, you look for a specialist in a neighborhood or a generalist, I think, I don't think either of those is the right answer. I no. think you look for the strongest person because the strongest person can do a great job anywhere. Anywhere. Mm. I do agree with that. Now, is neighborhood knowledge more important if you are selling a property or um, working for buyers buying a property? I think it's probably both. But I think, again, like if you're an agent with experience... You know, we, like, what neighborhood have, have you not sold in? Like, there's no neighborhood in the city of Toronto that I have not bought and sold in over almost 20 years. Like, well, I haven't d done anything in, like, around York University or Black Creek, whatever. Right. But do you think I can't find out what the um, neighborhood issues are, plans for development, right. what the schools are like? No, I'm a good agent, so I can't. Right. But so there is the odd neighborhood, but I, I, to me, it, that's irrelevant. Right. And also, you know it, yeah. whether or not you've right. worked in it, you know right. it. Right. And I think like there is something to be said about that. Right. Now, you know, would I hire, you know, a Burlington agent to sell my home in Toronto? Probably not. Right. Would I hire a Burlington agent to find me a home in Toronto? Yeah, maybe right. if they've got the experience that they know how to, mm -hmm. you know, research and do that kind of stuff, but. It's all food for thought, I think, like right now. I'm just seeing, it's just interesting because for the first time I'm seeing because there's a lot of local mobile, agents yeah. Yeah. stuck yeah. and not doing yeah. anything. And I used to, you know, in my the neighborhood where I used to live, I used to, if when I used to see someone's, um, a real estate agent's name on a sign and the agent had never done anything in our neighborhood or maybe wasn't even from Toronto and I used to like go, oh my gosh. Yeah. But I don't feel that anyway. No, if you, no. If, if you're at least from the GTA and you ha are a strong agent, I think you can do it. I think the days of owning a neighborhood as yeah. a realtor do seem to be gone. Yeah, like I It's agree. a much different I world agree. that we live in now. I agree. And that's probably a result, um, at least partially, of what you were talking about. People are moving from the West End to the East End and like they're not necessarily just buying up in the same neighborhood. Right. So the, the, it you know, leads to the introduction of new people. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, where we didn't see that as much mm -hmm. before. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, you used to, if you were, you know, if your first home was in East York, it was a good chance your second home would be in East York. Yeah. Well, that's not the case now. So, you know, people don't assume that your realtor doesn't know your neighborhood because you're not seeing his or her sign on the lawn all over the place. It doesn't right. mean anything. right. Like they may also be selling a lot of condos in the neighborhood and you don't see the signs right. or they may be buying a lot and not selling. And so conversely you don't see signs. though, don't assume that the person's name you see on a lot of signs 
is the knows best what they're agent, doing. Is yes. the best agent yeah. for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You have to really take it all with a grain of salt and mm-hmm. kind of, you know, work your pros and cons. Right. Is this because it's a tough year for a lot of realtors. Yeah. They it'd are be interesting really to see how many will get out of it. Hopefully lots. Because lot. there is a lot of dead weight. Yeah, it's uh, it's tough for a lot of people right now. Yeah, I heard, I think he, the stat I heard in the U.S. It was 600 exiting a week. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what it is in Toronto, but hopefully yeah, it's hopefully tough. that or more. <laughs> I mean, how many, uh, I, I don't have the stat in front of me now, but how many fewer transactions were there in October? And so if, yeah. you know, I think it's, it was significant, wasn't it, the drop? The drop this October over last was not significant particularly oh. significant it was a 5.8 percent oh okay so this month was not as much however like it is cumulative because we've been seeing this right. over and over again right um so yeah yeah okay yeah so okay well we'll talk about the stats we'll shut up now How um we get on that i don't know i babbled on about the something. free flow of thought process right well we just talk to ourselves really <laughs> Sometimes forget if people are listening or not. Um, okay, so break it down in a nutshell. We had more sales again this month over last year as we had uh, less sales, sorry, um, 5.8% as we mentioned. So we're seeing, you know, kind of the same trend continue where there's less sales happening overall. However, we also have more listings. Yeah. So again, same thing. Last several months in a row, we've had the same kind of trend, less sales, more listings. One would assume that would translate to less money. Yeah. You know, houses dropping in price. You know what they say about assumptions. That's right. (laughs) And it is not the case. So we were up in price 3.5% again, October over October, which is defies economics Mm -hmm. but also i find fascinating the toronto real estate market is fascinating yeah because it's all about supply and demand but the traditional economic forces like what you would expect to happen didn't happen didn't happen so prices are going up despite yeah um and month over month as well so several months in a row they've gone up so we did they did come down you know last year and, but they've been climbing back up again mm-hmm. and that's, that's how it is. So, mm-hmm. um, every day I talk to people who, um, who mention the fact that, you know, prices are going to, are dropping and bubble bursting and all this the same kind of stuff. And it's like the, the, the stats show otherwise, unfortunately yeah, for them. So far prices have not. They are have not, not. I'm not showing that. Doesn't mean they won't, but I just think you're at the end of the day, we don't have enough housing supply. So if you're a person sitting back waiting, waiting and waiting for prices to drop so that you finally enter the market, good luck. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And I did it. And this is something we should talk about next week. But I did a little Q&A video this morning, as I do on our Instagram. And I said that, in my opinion, the difference between people who are successful in real estate and people who are not successful in real estate is kind of two things. I think the successful people take chances and also don't work in a one or two month time frame. They look long term. They understand things are going to change. They are willing 
to buy despite the fact that right now interest rates are higher than they were a month ago. People who are not successful in real estate by and large only look at what's going on today. Mm-hmm. They will not think about what's ahead. And they cry are about afraid. what's happened in the they cr- past. They complain they and they cry mm-hmm. and they miss out and they don't make any moves at all. And they never make a move. And and after doing this for almost 20 years, we can look at our clients who threw that out, out the window and did what they needed to do in order to be smart mm-hmm. with their real estate uh, decisions, be it for their own home or investment property. And I think, in my opinion, this is a massive difference between these two groups yeah. of people. And when I look at my clients who are the most successful, you know, almost universally, there are people who buck the trend. There are people who yeah. don't make the popular decision at the time. So if everybody's holding back now because of concern of interest rates um, and other economic issues, they're the people saying, let me at it yep. now. That's right. Yeah. Because they're not, You're not hyper-focused in a... Yeah. yeah. It's, kind of, it's kind of like anything, right? Like if you sit there and whine and complain about your circumstance that you're in right now, you know, and it's, it's generally a financial issue for most people. You're, you never seem to get ahead because you just can't see the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. And I guess people who are successful with real estate see a bigger picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what it is. And I, and that sounds harsh, mm-hmm. but it's, it's true. Mm-hmm. Um, and I see it with young people and it's fascinating to me because like I'll deal with young people who say, I'm saving up my money. I'm doing the best I can so that I can buy my first home. And I don't give a crap that it's a, a crappy condo in a, in a bad area. I'm, I'm doing it. I'm going to get in the market and make some money. I see other young people who literally, oh, it's so hard. I'm never going to be able to yeah. afford it. And, they, and, and Joey, what, what should we get delivered? Should we have Swiss That's chalet tonight or are you <laughs> craving Thai food? Excuse me, my, my Zara order is at the door. <laughs> Let me just pick up my five boxes yeah. I just got delivered from the store. Yeah, it is fascinating to me, but they're the first ones to complain that they don't have any money. Mm-hmm. And the reality is, and I heard an interesting stat today that said like, you know, this, this is basic math, but if you put $250 a month away, how much does that, that give, that's going to give you enough money for a down payment in six years. Mm-hmm. That's it. If mm-hmm. you start doing, if you're a smart individual and at 18 years old, you start putting $250 away, you're going to have 20 grand saved up by the time you're 24. Yeah. Even though I, I just had a conversation like this with, uh, um, my, uh, ex-husband where my our daughter's come flying into town next week and I can't pick her up so James said well she should take an uber and I'm like I take the UPS yeah yes <laughs> she's 20 years old she yeah. can do that yeah. it's not midnight it's 10 o'clock in the morning yes call her an uber like yeah. I didn't take an uber that's right like right right so like we're creating that we are creating extent. that yeah, yeah. so no she can she's got um, anyway. Yeah. Anyway, people, you know, do yourselves a favor if you're one of these people who, and this is hopefully a bit of a wake up call that maybe you can, you can do something to change your circumstance and not just wait for the market to change, for the prices to drop, for the in- interest rates to drop, you know, start planning ahead. If, mm-hmm. if real estate is something you want. Mm-hmm. Okay. So back to the stats. Okay. So sales up again. 
we've got again 3.5%. We had detached price in the 416 of 1.718. So at the peak peak, we were, I think, about 2 million. Mm-hmm. Um, and detached in the 905 is 1.35. Now, the detached in the 905 always seems to be kind of in the one threes. Yeah. However, if we look at the difference this October to last October, the big winner here was detached in the 416 because prices went up 8.2%. That's huge. Huge. In the 905, 4.7%. Now, I had someone tell me that these price increases are because more higher price point homes sold this October than last October. And that's well, the only reason. Who, where is that data is not available to me. So yeah, unless no. I spend the next 16 days crunching those numbers, <laughs> yeah. how would I know? And how would this person know? But that's yeah. their sense. Right. Is that the numbers are skewed by, you know, and so, I don't. So seven months in a row yeah. they've been skewed? Because that's how it is. And I don't have that feeling anyway, yeah. looking at things that have sold. And, and what I know is that the first um, segment of the um, population that, uh, struggles with any change in economic sense is mm. the higher end one. Mm-hmm. So I, my suspicion intuitively based on that historical reality is that that's not, that's not the case. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It, it, it would be, if that was a one-off, if this month was a one-off. Right. But it's been several months in a row. Yeah. Clearly after two or three months, you're on in a trend. And I think this is month seven, mm-hmm. um, semi-detached 1.278 in the 416. That's up four and 4.7%. Uh, down slightly in the 905.0.6. Townhouses up just marginally. And where we saw some loss again was in the condo market. This has happened several months in a row. Condos uh, in the 416 are down only 1.7%. It's not tragic, uh, but enough perhaps to make a difference and down slightly in the 905 as well. So lots of reasons for... This basic data, I would say, you know, people, if you're buying in the 416 a detached, you've already got probably more money to spend. Maybe the interest rate situation is not a big, as big of a deal for you. Whereas, you know, maybe right. in the condo market, right. you're already a little bit stretched. Right. So, yeah. um, you know, you're looking for something less. But my also belief about the condo market right now is that there are a lot of investors selling off because the numbers don't work. I agree. Those tend to be smaller, right? you know, cheaper right. condos than the 416. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so interesting, you know, lots of talk about what the interest rates are going to do over the next six months. People talking that they're, they may, they think they may go down March or April, who the hell knows. Um, I know one thing for sure, the Toronto Real Estate Board keeps mentioning the fact that, you know, we've got a lot of immigration coming. We have no housing. Um, So it's just a matter of time, of course, Mm -hmm. uh, because we have a record, we've had record population growth and that's going to continue. So these people need to live somewhere. Right. And so again, forward thinking, you know, be the time it just to get makes into sense. It to, yes. <laughs> to take advantage of that. That's right. Yeah. Um, and we can promise you one thing here today. When the mortgage rates start to go down, yeah. you are going to be too late. If you right. don't make a move now and you wait, because they will go down, whether it's six and months And then why would now, that be too late? Because prices are going to go crazy. Mm-hmm. 
as soon as mortgage rates start to come down, prices are going to go up and people who have been waiting won't be able to. And that's why to. those people who are buying now are so clever. I know. It, this is exactly what we were saying before. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's such a... Buck the trend. Yeah. Like the common thinking. Yeah. It became so obvious to me this morning as I was sitting there thinking about it. Um, so yeah, that's, that's... It's like, you know, there's a, I don't know if it's a herd mentality, but it's, you know, like people um, not wanting to list their house until, you know, the nice weather is here. Well, everybody thinks that way, then you've missed the boat. Yeah. It's like this, like you just want to do what everybody else is doing. It's fear. And then it feeds itself. Yeah. 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 I think it's just, it's just fear. And I think I can understand why some sellers may not want to sell right now. If you, especially if you have a condo, I get that. But why a buyer wouldn't want to buy right now, I don't get. I agree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's not something I I just, the more time goes on, the more. And I see these prices going up and I'm like, yeah, and what if mortgage doing? rates go down and prices go up, yeah, I can see why a seller would say, I'll just hold on a bit longer. Yeah. But as a buyer, you should be out there now. Totally, mm-hmm. yeah. And buy where other people aren't buying. Exactly, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like downtown condos. Yes. Um, good, okay. Anything else on We've that? We've got a couple of those that? that we could talk about. Yeah, yeah. we do have a couple. Of them. We, got, mm-hmm. we, got, we got listings. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, just, um, you know, day-to-day going to see houses looking on uh online sometimes our experience my experience doesn't match what i read in these stats but it's the stats that matter yep um and they they are what they are yep yeah and i'm i'm not they're okay Mm -hmm. they're okay it's not it's not all it's it's not terrible Mm -hmm. um all right i guess that's it Sounds good. Yeah. So uh, we did Babylon today. Sorry about that. Hopefully you, you stuck with us. And if you stuck with us all the way to the end, do us a favor and please rate this podcast because it really means a lot to us. So thank you. Um, also, make sure you're following us on our social media channels, which is at the Janelle Cameron team. And in the meantime, we wish you happy real estate. Happy real estate, everyone. We hope you've enjoyed the Toronto Real Estate Show with the Janelle Cameron team. But more importantly, we hope you feel better informed and enthusiastic about your real estate future. We know buying and selling can be stressful, so let us help. If you're looking for hands-on support in the greater Toronto area, the Janelle Cameron team from Remax Hallmark Realty is ready to assist. Visit JanelleCameron.com. That's J-E-N-E-L-L-E Cameron.com or dial 416-486-5588. Join us again next week as we deliver more content to help you reach your real estate dreams.